Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Cheez-It and Pringles. Tate, they mm. did it. Mm. The good, fine people at Cheez-It. You hear that sound, folks? That is the sound of yours truly stuffing my face. Oh. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I asked Cheez-It to drop the bag. Yes. I said, hey, Cheez-It, why don't you send Tate, you sent Tate a case of Cheez-It already. What about me? What mm-hmm. about my needs? Mm-hmm. I come into the office today. Cases. That's the only way to describe this, Ted. If you're, folks, if you're out there listening, you're wondering, does Cheez-It take care of the duffel bag boys? Cases, Tate. Cases of Cheez-It. came off a pallet, for sure. It was a pallet. Like, I can't even imagine <laughs> the logistics it takes. God bless you, Cheez-It. We love you, and I really wish I didn't take a big bite because now my mouth is dry, but... Oh, but but the right kind of dry. But the like, right kind yeah, of like the perfect kind of dry. Like just, just the best kind of dry you've ever listen, felt. When you're eating cheese, you don't want to be talking to people. You want to be watching the game. It's like a towel. You want your towel to be dry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't think this through all the way. Uh, cheese and Pringle stock up before the big game because the best way to keep the team spirit high in your home is to keep the snack bowls full of cheese and Pringles. I'll be honest, I always called them cheese its. That was that's a that's a thing in my house. We call them Cheez-Its. If you look at the branding, it's Cheez-It. So remember that, folks. Well, it's also kind of like the deer thing. You know, you wouldn't mm-hmm. say deers. You know, it's already mm-hmm. plural. So that is true. Wait, is cheese? Pl- I don't know. Inherently plural. The, I'm it, like, the it is plural. Now I need to move this box because I'm seriously going to keep eating this. Yeah, bring him over here. Here we go, Kyle. Kyle, you eat him. Uh, God bless you, Cheez-It and Pringle. Uh, stock up. Get get a bunch of that shit. Uh, it's great. You guys love it. Well, you, eat it as you're watching college basketball. That's certainly what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the year. Uh, today, we have exciting news tape. Mm. The best segment in podcast history that takes at least 10 minutes to explain every time we do it is finally back. For the first time, the people have been clamoring. When are we going to get good guy, bad guy, Kyle guy, Kyle's guy? When is it coming back? We're like, just be patient. We got to get through Maui. We got to get through, or we got to get through Champions Classic. We got to get through Maui. We got to get through Big Ten ACC Challenge. God, I'm smacking my lips a lot. Uh, Gross. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. But uh, uh, but we're through it all, and we're here, and we're ready to uh, to bring it back. Good guy, bad guy, Kyle guy. We're going to do that. We're going to talk about all the other stuff going on in college basketball. I'm going to take a big swig of water, but first, Woody Durham. All right, Tate, it's Tuesday. It's about 1 o'clock here on uh, the West Coast here in, in beautiful Hollywood, California. Hollywood. Uh, 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 we are about to actually get on a plane. We're, we're flying out tonight. I'm very excited for this to go to the, the the next great rivalry. America's next great college basketball rivalry. That's what I'm branding it. Um, TCU SMU. We're going to be there. I can't say it enough. Uh, we are the trophy. Am I the trophy? You're not the trophy. I'm the trophy. No, you're hard you're, divided. I'm hard decided. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm divided. You're decided. Mm-hmm. Uh so I am the, I'm going to be the trophy. Whoever wins, I will cheer for you for the rest of the year. Whoever loses, you're dead to me until the next year's game comes around. Uh, we're going to be doing that later. But uh, uh, first, we're going to do good guy, bad guy, cow guy, cow's guy. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I, yeah, I mean, a little rusty. If you remember from the T-Dup days, we did uh, good guy, bad guy, bad guy. We did. Mm-hmm. And people were like, isn't that the same thing? No, it's B-A-D, B-A-G. We had to cut out the bad. Because yeah, you don't want to call people bad, you if know? If this is your first season joining us, my God, you missed uh, a lot of fun last year where uh, we, we did what we're doing now, where we, where we took, we, where instead of dump, jumping right into the segment, we took about 10 minutes to explain mm-hmm. what the segment actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, should we do that for a new listener? <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where uh, most things that come out of my mouth as far as like segments people don't get from the get-go anyway. So mm-hmm. this is one of those times where... I don't even think we originally got it, um, but now we get it, I'm, and it's all about bad guys, all about good guys. I want to explain it once, just because it's the start of the new season, mm. and then I'll I'll probably say that again, <laughs> like next week. I'll probably explain it again. I know, but uh, stop, Kyle. Promise me that if I try to explain it next week, you just stop me. Here's what uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I think it helped last year when you say bad guy. I'm gonna drop a little cash register sound, so we mm-hmm. know that you're not saying there bad. So, as a reminder, the good guy is the guy that the media. Uh, the 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 in, in college basketball listeners, if your thumb is up right now, hit the button that says fifteen. 
And if it's still not over, <laughs> hit it again. Keep going. Just keep hitting it. Keep going until you start hearing us talk, until you hear Coach K's impression from Tate, and then you're like, okay, that's a good All right, now I'm back. Right there. All right. Yeah, about eight minutes in, I'm back. <laughs> and that's what it is. Good guy, bad guy. Can we can we say off the top here, we usually have your good guy, my good guy. We go a little bit back and forth. Mm-hmm. This is a special moment. And to start the season, mm-hmm. we have a joint good guy, right? Is this correct? We do. I actually have a, I have a bonus good guy, but we are both in agreement on the good guy of the week for this week. Um, and yeah, do, do, do you just want to dive right into it? Do you want to tell the people who your good guy of the week is? Let's Our dive right into it. And it okay. started with a phone call last night around 11 o'clock, gotten home, drove all the way out to Malibu, drove to Pepperdine, mm-hmm. watched the games, got home, doing some NFL research on my own. Get a phone call, Mark Titus on the yep. line. I'm like, what's what's happening here? I was just with Mark Titus. Everything okay? Is he walking his dog underneath an underpass? Is someone <laughs> trying to attack him? You know, it's a real thing that happened. It's a real thing that happened. I, I was attacked by a homeless wor- man. Yes, <laughs> Verbal, <laughs> verbally attacked. I swear to God, this happened. It was, uh, a- it was drill bit Taylor, but uh, a lot darker, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, but you called. You say Coach mm-hmm. K. Has I lost. said emergency. Yes, you said he this is, is a national uh, emergency. He is lighting a menorah. Mm-hmm. Um, which first off I was, you know, I was like, okay, well it's, it's, it's Hanukkah, you know, eight crazy nights, first night of the eight, eight crazy nights. I get that coach K just trying to, to buy into John Shire's agenda. Mm-hmm. I understand that. That makes sense. And then as I look up the story, I start seeing the quotes that are coming out of this. I thought that they were fake. I thought there's no way this could be true. And instead it was beyond true is beyond reality and good guy of the week, folks, Jesus Christ himself. Jesus Christ. The goodest of guys. The best guy. To according to Coach K. Yeah, yes. G- so so our good guy of the week, lock it in, is officially Jesus. Uh, because And here's the quote. Here, so, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Coach K is lighting this menorah, and he mm. gets up there. And and w- what's the theory that we have? Is he drunk? Is he senile? Is is this just how Coach K has always been? And, and no one really caught it because he doesn't really do a lot of public stuff. Like this, uh, is it? Are, are we going with like he he just tried too hard to get the laugh and and I don't know what the explanation is, but this was wild. Like the quotes when you especially when you when you don't watch like we watch the video and the video kind of makes it seem a little better because the crowd just like sells the shit out of the you know it was, it's like it's like Kyle on Rosillo's podcast where he just whatever Rosillo says Kyle's dying over there. It was like that with the crowd. Uh, where anything well, he says, it's gonna be funny. <laughs> All right, fuck off. You're never getting a laugh out of me again, Titus. Only take. I will tell you this: uh, it, it was so, as if it was as if Chris Rock went to right, exactly. light the menorah so at Duke you, last night because these people right. were losing their minds. So when you watch it, when you watch the video, it, it like that makes K look a little better. But when you see the quotes like printed out, you're like, what the fuck was this thing? Uh, and the quote that that makes Jesus, the reason Jesus is the good guy is Coach K says this at one point. We both know Jesus. He's talking, so he's basically, first of all, just right out of the game. Common ground. Yeah, we both know Jesus, but he's mm-hmm. like, he, he's he's the, the most famous guy in the history of Duke University. He is, in a lot of ways, for a lot of people, he is Duke University. He's talking to students at Duke University. Like, they are all supposed to be, we are Duke University, right? Mm-hmm. And right out of the gate, he's like, we both, which is very divisive. It's like, you're the Jews. <laughs> I'm not a Jew. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and split us into two camps right away. Yeah. As a camp. I got to remember. Mm-hmm. We both know Jesus. You just think he's a good guy, but I think he's a good guy and a little bit more is what the quote was. <laughs> Kyle, play the clip. You know, a couple of weeks ago, the ambassador to the United States from Israel was here, Ron Dermer. And uh, he had asked to meet with me for uh, a while, and we spent about an hour and a half together. And uh, it was absolutely fascinating uh, to hear about the history of the Jewish people. And uh, although I'm Catholic, and we th- we both know Jesus, you just think he's a good guy, and uh, <laughs> I think he's a good guy and a little bit more. But, and so we come out of that. People were dying laughing because that was a, I mean, that's like killing them softly all over again. People were going crazy. They're like, man, Coach K, what a jokester. What a funny guy. Obviously, that joke was stolen by, he, he says about, you know, the uh, the ambassador to uh, to Israel that came and spoke with him at Duke. Obviously, that was a joke that he ran by Coach K. Coach K took it. Uh, and a little bit more. <laughs> and people die laughing. That's always great. Uh, the interesting thing to me was it felt like Coach K just learned about what happened 
<laughs> like with Hanukkah, like what he's the Googling, story is. You he's know what I mean? Judaism on the, on the drive over, like in the as, backseat. Like as I'm listening to it, I'm just like, it feels as if Coach K and I are on the same level about like what the Maccabeans are up to and, and what the Maccabee Revolution was about. And the funniest thing to me about the whole thing was he compares the Maccabees to college basketball. And if right. you don't know about the Maccabean Revolution, I mean. The, the man that actually did the revolution, which probably is a divisive issue amongst, uh, you know, Christian sports, stick yeah. to sports. I mean, Duke is a Methodist university founded by Quakers. It used to be called Trinity University. It's now got one of the biggest uh, divinity schools in the world. A lot of people go down there for uh, their Christian beliefs at Duke University. Coach uh, okay. Um, so he's in the midst of all this, right? right. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is John Shire's right to his. First of all, he, all, he also says that. All the coaches are celebrating Hanukkah. So I'm guessing uh, Nate James, Chris Carowell, uh, they've all converted to uh, John Shire's way of, uh, you know, uh, of praising his Lord and Savior. Um, but but to get to the point, basically, Judas Maccabee mm-hmm. is the leader of the Maccabees. I, I read all about the Maccabees to make sure I was right about this. His name is Judas, mm. right? Judas, we know, through through the lens of Jesus— he is not a good guy. Not a good guy, right? <laughs> so, so, so as he's telling this story and he's and he's going back and forth, I'm just dying laughing at just the irony of the whole thing because yeah. he had just learned about it. He really didn't know That's the what, names yeah. of any. It felt very again to stick to sports, uh, but it, it did feel very <laughs> Trumpian, and like you got the vibe that he just learned it. Like his his mission mm. was like. I just learned about this mm. and I'm going to talk about it, mm. but I don't want people to know that I just learned about it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to overcompensate by talking about how much I know about this when it's very obvious that I don't. And I just learned about this. It, 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 yeah, it was, it was hysterical. Can we, can we play the clip where he compares it to all the college basketball upsets? Cause this is the best. And what they did was pull off the biggest upset in the history of man. <laughs> bigger than UMBC over Virginia. Uh, bigger than Villanova over Georgetown, NC State over uh, over Houston, Lehigh over Duke. Uh, uh, and and so why did it why did it occur? And uh, and what did it do? You know, it basically restored uh, Jewish sovereignty in the land of Israel. All right, so Coach K runs through all the upsets, and he finally gets to the best one of all. Lehigh over Duke. And then the, whoever's filming this thing, yeah. the vo- he's like, oh, oh, yeah, he's oh, like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> CJ McCollum. So that was a nice, that was a nice moment for Coach K. Mm-hmm. And that was the time. It wasn't, it wasn't even being there lighting the menorah, even though he said hell. He's like, I don't even know how the hell to do this when why he had to do he it. Left, why did he leave off the Mercer upset? He left that one off. Hmm. Mm. That probably Should hurt him more. Lehigh yeah. at least was like McCollum actually doing something. Mm-hmm. Or VCU, he left that one off he as well. He left that one off. Oh, oh that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but once he said that, that's when I was like, oh, I'm actually concerned. <laughs> You're like, <"It's- laughs> the, the fact that he was so self-deprecating. Get this man in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, I was like, no. I was like, this is, I was like, he's actually, is he reading off the teleprompter? You know, like that was the first time I was really worried about what was going mm. on here. So uh, nothing about, you know, lighting the menorah, nothing about talking to uh, the Jewish students at Duke. But it was the time that he decided to throw himself under the bus Listen, when I, I thought Coach K was in trouble. I don't want to be divisive. I don't want to uh, uh, start anything here at all. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to tell people how to live their lives, anything of the sort. Uh, but we kind of glossed over the 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 thing of this is is duke actually a methodist university or are they at this point or they were just founded by methodists like founded what? by quakers and methodists and the chapel duke chapel a famous chapel on campus is a methodist church yes so uh, yeah I, I guess maybe i i don't know enough about but it it, it seems like slightly bizarre to me that they're like a uh, 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 an ordain like a a university sponsored event celebrating Judaism when it, they're like at conflict, like the, you know, like if you're, a, if you're a private school and you're founded and these are our belief system and then now you have like another belief, I don't know. You understand the point I'm trying to say here? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that the, the Jews at Duke should not be allowed to do that. I'm just saying that it's like weird to have like the, the face of Duke university who's non-Jewish and the university's non-Jewish. And in fact, it's a different religion. <laughs> yes. Like then come to the thing and then like kind of be like, I don't really know what this is. 
but we support you. But like I, the whole thing is like, what, what's going on here? It definitely came from John Shire. It's John Shire. And, and, that's, and, what's going on. and that's the that's the also alarming thing about the whole thing is that John Shire is calling a lot of shots behind the scenes in Coach K's world. And mm-hmm. I think Jeff Capel was a great guy to be calling the shots in Coach K's world. I think Jeff Capel knew exactly what he was doing. He was like, I'm going to keep your hands yeah. clean of all this. Don't you worry about it. I got this guy named Zion. Great name, Zion. Yeah, we, we all like Zion. <laughs> Zion's the best. Although we have Zion on our team, so come on, right? Zion's a pretty cool word. For us and you and for all of us. You guys like Zion? I like Zion. Uh, So all that's there, which is nice. Uh, But Shire is, I don't think Shire is ready for all that Capel was doing. And it does seem like he's number one. It seems Mm -hmm. like he's Coach K's number one confidant. And I'm not confident in his confidant, mm. to say the least. I got you. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, it was bizarre. That's, that's really the only way to put it. It's because Coach K doesn't do this stuff. Not, not even just Lighty Menorah. Like, he does, speaking you, in public, speaking like Speaking in public. Yes. You never see the human side of Coach. Shit, he doesn't even want to speak in interviews. He, he like rarely wants to do that. Like, he makes the assistants do that for the longest time, you know? So. How quickly did he destroy that person's phone that took the video? <laughs> Cause you know, that phone's destroyed. Absolutely. Yeah. He well, threw it against his wall. It, give me the phone. Not until give someone me, told give him me the phone, John. Well, he probably left and thought he killed it. Cause like everyone was laughing. He was like, Ooh, that was really good. Wasn't it? And then he, someone pointed out that, that they were laughing at him. Yes. And then he's like, Oh, destroy this. <laughs> destroy them. Kill everybody. <laughs> Kill them all. <laughs> yeah. He does the Robert Durst. He goes in the bathroom. He starts yeah. coughing and burping. What'd you do? Kill them all. Oh, God. So good guy of the week, though. Good I guy mean, of the week. Christmas, Christmas is, is here. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Good because, guy of the week. Uh, uh, Coach K himself said, we both know Jesus. First time I thought you he listened to the podcast when I heard him say good guy. <laughs> He's good guy and a little bit more. <laughs> he literally called Jesus a good guy and a little bit more. So that is our that is our good guy. Wait, can I can I bring up my bonus good guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I was. We were in agreement that Jesus. I mean, how do you you can't pick a better guy than that? Um, All time good guy. All, uh, um, unless you're Jewish. Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> first ballot Hall of Famer to the good guy <laughs> Hall of Fame. Jesus is. Uh, but I, I did have a bonus because I think there's a there's another discussion that we need to have. Um, so my good my good guy of the week, the bonus one is Richard Patino mm. because. Uh, Minnesota, uh, this he needs one more year. You just give him one more year, and he's gonna figure it out. And then, I was watching that Ohio State Minnesota game the other day. Uh, Ohio State beats the brakes off Minnesota. Yes. They they won by twenty. Um, and then R- Richard Patino tweets the following: after Beautiful, this. beautiful stuff. He says, "The bad, we have been horrible in our two road games. <laughs> the good, we are six and two without Eric Curry and four wins away from Williams Arena." The great, we are back in the barn for the first time since November 12th. A new challenge awaits. Need our fans in a big way. Hashtag ski So to recap, the bad, we fucking suck. Mm-hmm. The good, we've sucked, but we don't have Eric Curry. And also we have have four wins outside of home, which is, I, I guess that's good. I don't know. I mean, doesn't every team that's respectable have a lot of wins outside of home at this point? Uh, and then the great is we have more games on our schedule. <laughs> we have more games to play, hopefully, if so, I'm here. Uh, but the reason I want to bring this up is that also, as you said, if I'm here, uh, the bet, bet DSI has Patino as the favorite right now at plus 250 to be the first Power 5 conference coach fired. That is uh, something I looked up today. He is the favorite to be the first coach fired. And you're saying, like, what makes that particularly interesting beyond him being a Patino, beyond, like, he's sort of kind of been on the hot seat for, like, three years now, mm-hmm. but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, just give him one more year. He'll figure it out. Uh, beyond all that, what makes that interesting, Tate, is another man in the basketball world was recently fired by the name of Fred Hoiberg from the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. And it's got people wondering, is Fred Hoiberg coming back to college? Is Richard Patino going to be at Minnesota? And the point of me doing this bonus good guy, Fred Hoiberg to Minnesota. Big you Ten basketball. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It all checks out. It means we're the Timberwolves before. We're always, we're, as it, when it was happening, first of all, I saw Fred Hoiberg coaching the Bulls in Golden State. I guess it was 2017, so a year ago. And this is when they had Rondo on the team. This is when D. Wade was on the team. This is when they had that, that entire roster. Mm-hmm. And Fred Hoiberg 
looked so out of sorts. And also, he never talked to anyone on the bench. It was like Rondo was coaching the team. Fred Hoiberg was off to the side. And he kept, you know, he was like, what am I doing? And yeah. it just looked like a man lost. Uh, and, and I don't even know what he was lost in. Definitely not a train of thought because he wasn't thinking of much. But he just looked out of it. Looked like he was, was outclassed. Looked like he was basically there to to tank for the Bulls. So I would love to get him back to college. A lot of people are he saying doesn't, he doesn't want to go back to college. And I I so that's that's a thought. Is like uh, Iowa State fans especially want to say this because like they they would be really hurt if he took another program. But uh, the th- the thought that people are saying is that he's not coming back to college because he hated recruiting at Iowa State. He would talk about it all the time. I hate this. That that's what basically every coach that leaves college to the NBA is like I hate recruiting. Um, so why would he want to put himself through that again? He already he was already at his alma mater, had a great job. He was the mayor, almost literally. That was his name. Um, so why would he want to take another job if he already left Iowa State? And to that I say he can want a head coaching job in the NBA all he wants, but does the NBA want him? To? No, that's the question. Mm-hmm. And when the time comes and all the NBA teams are like, actually we're good. We don't we don't really need you, Fred. Then I think he becomes interested in college because, yeah, you need, you, the man needs the work. And also, just being the mayor in Chicago usually means you're going to get in trouble at some point. So, mm. uh, you know, right. I, I mean, it, it just seemed inevitable from the start. Uh, Hoiberg is one of those guys where he just seems like he's supposed to be in the Big Ten, and I don't know if it necessarily means he's going to mm-hmm. go to the Big Ten. But Patino, well, Patino should get fired. Funny you bring that up because bet DSI. And again, I don't, I don't gamble. Uh, I, I, I have famously bet on sports one time in my life when Kansas beat Tennessee and and Vegas a couple weeks ago, and we were there and I won and you lost and it was the most nerve-wracking thing of my life following that game. Race of 69 yeah, failed the me. Race, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever bet. So I don't I don't know what all this means. Um, almost literally, I don't know what it means. I just... Very, <laughs> but, I, uh, but but yeah, uh, going through this, Tate, uh, the list of, of coaches, power conference coaches. Viking Jones. Patino, no. Wait, how is Viking Jones not on here? They probably forgot he coached that makes, a cow. That makes, yeah. Me, yeah. that makes me question the, the credibility <laughs> like, of Like most DSI. of the people uh, watching college basketball, they forgot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but so R- Richard Patino's at plus 250. He's the favorite. Mark Turgeon is the second favorite at plus 300, which I don't... Eh. Maryland's, Maryland's good now. Hoiberg to Maryland yeah. also would be interesting just because... That'd be juicy. Under Armour, uh, Hoiberg, I mean, he does do... You know, he opens up the but offense. Maryland's playing well NBA right now, guys. so... Yeah. They had a, if they could have beat Virginia a, the other yeah. night, I think he was totally fine. But that is interesting because I do... Going into the season, we thought Turgeon may get fired. But I, I said nice things well, about said, Maryland. I'm going to be quiet. Turgeon's been in the same position as... Patino the last three or four years where you know, yeah shit you feel like <laughs> yeah but, but but Turgeon does just enough to save his job like he, he's done just enough that Maryland fans are going to tweet at us that we're talking about this right now and be like <laughs> I'm sorry do you not understand what this man has done for this program and then start firing off these stats and be like eh, I don't know um <laughs> I'm, 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 so, I'm, I'm like, please list the facts. I have no idea what he's done. What, what did he do? He got Rashid Suleiman uh, to transfer there. Unbelievable. Uh, so Turgeon is the second best at Maryland, or second word, whatever odds work. Uh, Dave Lado is plus four hundred at DePaul. He's mm. the next on the list. Mm. Chicago, Fred Hoiberg already Just owns a home there. Just stay in Chicago. <laughs> Coach DePaul. Um, Pat Chambers is next on the list at Penn State, plus five hundred. So that, that that's the reason I want to bring that up. You said uh, he belongs in the Big Ten. Well, funny enough. According to Bet DSI, the three three of the four best favorites are Big Ten schools for coaches in the power conferences to get fired, and the one who's not a Big Ten school is in Chicago. It does feel like Hoiberg's going to get a job. I, I think it's going to be I, he'll get offered the Minnesota job. He'll get if offered? They, ooh. ooh, he could go to UCLA. Mm. Mm. Very toasty, very interesting. Even though UCLA is actually accounted for, we'll get to that later. Yeah, right, That's already right. taken care of. <laughs> I learned that last night going to the uh, Pepperdine Cal State Northridge game. Who would have thought that would yeah. uh, be the precursor for UCLA well, basketball? Well, that's what that's what we do on this podcast. Though, is last year I I called my shot. I said Crean's going to UConn. Uh, he did not. He ended up a, l- a few hundred miles south of that in, mm-hmm. in Athens, Georgia. Um, and Dan Hurley went to UConn, but uh, I'm ready to do it again. I'm saying Fred Hoiberg to Minnesota is happening. I'm gonna see if that works. I don't Lock have any. In. I don't have any inside info. I don't have. It's just a premonition. It's like I see, I see the pieces moving. I see Patino leaving. I see Hoiberg trying to get hired by an NBA team. It's not really working. He's second on everyone's list. Doesn't get the job. Minnesota's like, we're still here if you want it. He's like, fuck it, I'll do it. And then he goes to Minnesota. My best case scenario is that Minnesota says, we don't want this Patino. We want that Patino. Mm. And they bring in the old head Patino, and he's like, I'm, I'm gonna show you how to run this team. 
and talk then, about sports. And then Rick Pitino hires his son to be an assistant. Yeah, like, it's just the most emasculating thing ever. He runs, <laughs> he runs defense. That's his job. <laughs> he becomes the Greg Paulus of the Minnesota team. Uh, uh, that'll be interesting. You mentioned Dan Hurley. Can we get to our bad guys yeah, of the week? Yeah, it's time to get to the bad guys. Yeah. My bad guy of the week. You mentioned him. Mr. Dan Hurley, the self-proclaimed zoo animal. And Wait, what? you're saying to yourself, who would call himself a zoo animal? Probably a man that goes crazy on the sideline every single game. <laughs> and that is exactly what Dan Hurley did. He said he is getting used to being a zoo animal as the UConn coach. Uh, everywhere he goes, all eyes are on him, and it's something that he's never had before. Mm. This is uh, a headline, literally. Dan Hurley getting used to being a zoo animal is the headline. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe that he said that, but, uh, yeah. you know, in, in a year where OBJ brought that up uh, on the shop, shout out to Tommy Halter, oh. uh, you know, that it's uh, it's yeah, very interesting that, yeah. to hear a coach say that about himself. Uh, he's the he's my bad guy of the week for one reason and one reason alone. Um, if you look at the name, you would think his name is a cock a cock. It is not. It is a cook a cook. Uh, and he is a guy out of Putnam Science, a place where Hammy Diallo went. Um, and his coach, Tom Espinoza, said, uh, I think he can be a pro. I've never said that before. Never even said that about Hammy. Uh, a cock can block shots. It's a cook, but I like a cock better. Cock can, <laughs> a cock get, can block cock, shots. Get that, get that audio. Isolated. <laughs> Isolated. Isolate that audio. <laughs> hey, it's, it's a funnier name. I mean, it's just like, you're like, that guy plays hard. I mean, it's kind of like a cock. Uh, <laughs> block shots, shoot the three, NBA skill set right there. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he's doing the, uh, he's doing possibly the none and done, our favorite yeah. thing in the world. He's going to get in there in the spring semester, rehab his knee. He's eligible for the NBA draft. Regardless, bad guy of the week. Oh, so he's Five not- stars, drop the bag. Way to go, Dan. Okay, so hold on. Uh, I, I misunderstood the story because I— um, You got uh, locked up in the zoo animal thing? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I got distracted. Uh, so he's he's not he's not eligible right away. No. He's not playing right away. He can only play in the fall of next season, but oh. he is eligible for the NBA draft because he graduated oh. in 2018. I thought we were getting— um, I thought we were getting the situation where uh, he was going to drop. Who was the kid on Tennessee that did that a couple years ago? That came that, in midway, yeah, through, midway the season. through the season and then started playing. Um, I thought that was what was going to happen. I thought Dan Hurley was just calling in reinforcements and was just figuring out a way to get that done. This um, is actually an Ollie. This is actually a fake bag drop uh, bad guy of the week for Dan Hurley because Kevin Ollie already had this kid, apparently a cook. He already had oh, him really? kind of locked up. So everyone was saying, you know, I, I was reading UConn message boards and a lot of like, you know, there's always the fans that you have that are just kind of always going to be negative. They're going to be cynical right. no matter what. So as soon as the story came out, people were like, Hurley, doing it again. Yeah, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. And then the other guys are coming in. That's an Ollie recruit. He didn't do anything of that. That was a done deal eight months ago. Blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Um, so I found that very interesting So you're telling well. me that a cock doesn't care who the coach is and it was already a done deal mm-hmm. and all the interesting most guys like commit to schools based on the coach because they have like a rapport with the coach, mm-hmm. and that's like I like this guy. But for a cock, like the deal was already done, and he just oh, interesting. That's curious. So you're telling it's like the same thing that happened to to, to Stallings and, and Capel. Capel mm-hmm. starts landing all these guys, and everyone's like, oh, everyone's like, Capel's I was, doing it. And, I always want to play for Stallings. Yeah, that's what like, everyone's all saying. Those guys, I missed the guy. You know how many of those guys committed to Pitt thinking they were playing for Stallings, and they signed their letter of intent, and they're like, fuck, it's not Stallings. Yeah, sure. Sure, I have a bad guy. I have a different bad guy than you, because uh, that uh, uh, that's a good pick. But Thank my you. bad guy, Archie Miller mm. of the Indiana Hoosiers, mm. locked up a <laughs> locked up a commitment from a man by the name of Trace Jackson Davis out of Center Grove, Indiana, son of Dale Davis. Yep, that's uh, so Dale Davis, Indiana Pacer legend. Mm. I'll say it. Mm. Maybe, maybe not across the country, but to us, to us diehard Pacers fans like myself who've been with the old blue and gold for our entire lives. Uh, uh, Dale Davis is a legend. His son, uh, Center Grove on the south side of Indianapolis, Archie Miller gets the five-star guy. Um, obviously getting one guy is a big deal, Tate, but it's the culture that we're excited about. It's Archie Miller coming in on day one. He says, we're going to recruit inside out. We're going to get these kids to stay in Indiana. That's something Tom Crean didn't do. Tom Crean wanted he, he wanted to go get like this kid from Maryland, Victor Oladipo, Who's that? What has ever happened to him? Uh, what good did he do? Mm-hmm. Um, he starts recruiting these guys all over the country. Indiana fans say, what about our Mr. Basketballs? What about our Jordan Holes? And our, what about our Kyle guys? And our Kyle guys. Mm-hmm. 
what about those guys? Because uh, Kareen let some of those go, and 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 Archie's not doing that. And uh, I don't know. That's it's pretty exciting. He had because we have three freshmen on the team right now. You have Romeo Langford, Rob Finnessy, Demisey Anderson, uh, all from Indianapolis or Indiana. I'm sorry. Uh, and then they got Trace Jackson Davis. They have a kid from Cathedral High School in Indianapolis. Uh, is already committed as well. And then they got a, a Keon Brooks, I think, is the kid that they have their eye on from Fort Wayne. So, mm. anyway, I'm saying, Tate, it's happening at IU. You're saying it's Miller time. You're it's saying Miller he, time. he updated the facilities enough in the locker room for yeah, these kids right. to commit uh, before heading into right. the 2019 season. So, that's very good news. It wasn't all talk. He got Ed Schilling, he, he hires Ed Schilling from Offord. Uh, Ed Schilling is driving around mentioning farm towns in Indiana to these people. Mm-hmm. And they're like, damn, you're an Indiana guy. And he's like, hell yeah, I am. And then everyone's going to IU. So, that's the thing. It's exciting times. Right? Very exciting times for I mean, the a blue blood. Is, the team is a little, uh, uh, I don't know right now, but yeah. They're figuring it out. Uh, I will say my favorite thing about Dell Davis, now that we're talking about his son, do you know his name's not actually Dale? What's his name? Liddell, and it's D-E-L-L like Dell Curry, but they just decided to call him D-A-L-E. That is 100%. I don't know the story, but it is 100% his high school coach was like. No, didn't know how to spell ig- his name. Ignorant, mm-hmm. like maybe slightly racist. Yes. And just started calling him Dale. Like, Dale. Hey, Dale. 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 And then... He called his other friend Bubba. Yeah, yeah. He's like, my name is James. <laughs> I guarantee that's the story behind it. Yeah, that, it, that really I'm, checks I'm sure, out. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. And then he just got, got called Dale so long. He's like, yeah, screw it. I his name I'm is Dale. Elliot Liddell Davis. Uh, again, no, no, nowhere in that name is D-A-L-E. <laughs> uh, Dolly is not in there. Nothing like that. Uh, so Dale Davis still makes no sense to me. But I, I like that. Archie Miller, bad guy of the week. So Dan Hurley, Archie Miller, two guys that are only up and up at two... I mean, promising like blue bloods. They're, they're <laughs> you almost said it. You almost fringe. said blue bloods. <laughs> Indiana's a blue blood. UConn is. I I could say Connecticut's a basketball state. So okay, blue blood. They have blue blood potential. Okay, okay. three three national titles since two thousand. That's blue wow. blood. Four national titles since nineteen ninety nine. I don't remember that one. <laughs> Didn't see it. Uh, all right. So uh, speaking of Indiana, speaking of Mister Basketballs, mm. uh, it's time to move on to the Kyle guy segment. Of the of the show, no, not Kyle's guy. Oh we're yeah, that's, right. that's the next one. Yes, Kyle, Kyle guy. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have, to, we have to do a Kyle guy update. Kyle guy was, I believe, third team AP All American last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, it was a questionable decision. I think even Kyle guy was surprised by it. It was just one. It was a de facto decision. De facto. It mm-hmm. was. We have to have someone for Virginia. They're the number one team in the country. Uh, they were thirty one and one or something like that, or more than that, right? Yes. They, were to some, they only lost one though. They lost yes. one game all year going yes. into the tournament. Uh, I don't remember what happened in the tournament, but. Uh, they lost one game, so it's like we have to have someone from Virginia. UMBC over Virginia, <laughs> NC State over Houston. So they picked Kyle Guy um, coming into this year. I think most people like kind of wised up to it and were like, is, "Are we sure this guy's actually the best player on the team?" Probably not. Still playing pretty well, mm-hmm. but it's become DeAndre Hunter's team. It's become Ty Jerome as DeAndre Hunter's Robin to the Batman. Whatever. Uh, Virginia is eight zero. They're ranked fourth in the country. Tate. Yeah. That's where they are. Cow guy is back. Uh, and he's hitting threes. I think the three of those guys is a three-headed monster. I don't even know who the face of it is. I would say Ty Jerome is the face of it. Uh, just because no. Hunter is so reserved. Kyle Guy's already been the face, so he's kind of past that. Kyle Guy. Jerome, Jerome's the centerpiece. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to figuring this out. Kyle Guy, I believe, is the face of the franchise. Mm. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is the best player. Mm-hmm. Ty Jerome is the most important player. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Akiti, or no, Jack Salt is the uh, glue guy. Well, glue guy, but I was trying to figure out a way to like, or, or no, 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 no. Ty Jerome is the MVP. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hunter is the best player. Kyle Guy is the face of the franchise. Jack Salt is the most important player. When you when you say most important player, you always have to you always have to pick a guy who really fucking sucks. But like. You, you, as a fan, you're overinflating his value to the team because you're like, listen, I, you, you guys don't watch Virginia every day like I do, but I watch every single one of these games. And if you take away Jack Salt's screens, our offense would fall apart. So he, and, a, and you can make the argument he's the most important player. You always got to pick a guy like that. So I think that's how I see it. I, I think, think they call that the Draymond Green, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You pick like the fourth best player, and you're like, you know, that, that's like the that's the galaxy brain. How many titles have they won without him? You yeah. tell me that. Riddle me that. That's the galaxy brain. Idea is like mm-hmm. actually Luke Longley was the most important player on the Bulls. <laughs> it's like really, <laughs> yeah, it's true. If you actually watch the tape, <laughs> Luke Longley's like, oh <laughs> hell no, man. <laughs> um, but but the other thing about Virginia we need to bring up uh, is this kid Grant Kersey, uh, who is a manager on the team. He only dresses for the home games. Tate, 
He is. He should be. He's probably. He's probably breaking Ken Palm's formula for uh, player of the year, all that kind of stuff. Because this man has played nine total minutes. Mm-hmm. He's played in all four home games for Virginia. He has ten points. He's two for two from the field, five for five from the free throw line. Ten points, one assist, one steal in nine minutes. He is averaging. If you're an advanced stats guy, if you're like, hey, Titus, uh, points and rebounds and steals. That's like old. What, what is it? The sixties. Give me an algorithm. Give me some uh, of the new age shit. Here you go. How about this? Try this one on for size. He has .841 win shares per 40 minutes, and you're saying contextualize that for me. Zion Williamson is .394. DeAndre Hunter, who we said is the best player on the team, .349. Brad Davison (laughs) is .107. So uh, .841 would be an all-time record. Uh, It would be basically this man... Every 40 minutes he plays, he's directly responsible for eight-tenths of a win, which is just staggering. And he, he, is, he is shredding college basketball, Tate. He's the most efficient player in the country by far. It's not even close. Shout out to him. When he's does, a team manager. When does he get his last name on his jersey? I think he finally did. Did he, did he yeah, get it? Did he they finally, finally give did, it to him? Yeah, yeah I saw. Uh, I think it was in the last game. He yeah. had the uh, the steal, and then he had the assist. That was a dunk. Yeah, and the, the, yeah. the, the bench went crazy. Mm-hmm. And then he had the and one. Here's the question: I don't think I've ever seen a walk on have an and one. So the, let's go through the walk on uh, uh, the walk on hierarchy of like when you've arrived. Um, so he got the jersey. By the way, should we should we mention that I was also a team manager? So I could I I could speak from experience that this is like. This is fucking crazy that he's doing this. Like, I remember when they asked me to go on the team, and I, like, couldn't... I didn't even want to check into the game the first time because I didn't want to, you know, like, everyone's watching. And this kid has... His his Twitter handle, I looked this up, is at White Mamba, GK20, which are... Oh, never heard that one before. Yeah. But not the most original thing in the world. No. But it speaks to his confidence Mm -hmm. that he's coming in here and he's just gunning. And, um... Anyway, the hierarchy. So sounds like Ty Jerome is just rubbing off on him because yeah, right. that's the real white mamba. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. He he gets uh he gets um he gets the jersey. We got that one checked off. He gets the last name on the jersey. That one's checked off. Is he going to be traveling with the team? That's the next step, I believe. Is like you got to let him go on road trips. Um, and then like when you've finally arrived as a walk on is when you do something on the court and your teammates don't lose their minds. So when he does that, when he like hits a three and like DeAndre Hunter's just kind of like. Softly clapping. Yeah, like it, expected it to yeah, happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. then that's when you've really truly arrived, and then and then you go on and start a podcast, and that's when you <laughs> that's the ultimate uh, uh, walk on move. I think it's crazy that they're called walk ons. I feel like it's a subtle shot. Why can't they just be called run ons or just ons or just yeah. on the team? Yeah, walk on, walk on. Uh, Subtly implies that who, you can't run that fast. Who's the last guy? in the history of college basketball to literally walk on where like there's a practice going on and he just kind of like walks in with his ball underneath his arm. He's like, Hey coach. Hey coach. I think I can help these boys out a little bit. I think it was Luke May. (laughs) 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 Pretty sure that's what happened. I don't know. That's the story I heard. Uh, But, and that's why I think we updated security. Now you have to put your thumb in to get to the Dean Dome. You can't just walk in. It's led to this. Uh, Shout out to Grant Kersey. Um, the white mamba. <laughs> he did it. Kyle guy. That's, he has uh, ten points. But so the pressure on. So if you're if you're this kid, you're you're five for five from the free throw line, two for two from the field, ten points. You're super efficient. Do you want to keep playing or do you want to just like I'm done? Because if it's me, I'm like fuck. I'm done. I, I hit when I I remember when I checked in my first game and I hit a three. Not the first game I checked it, but like the first time I did hit a three and I was one for one on the season. I was like. That's it. That's mm-hmm. how the whole club trillion thing started. It was mm-hmm. like, nope, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I got my shit. Mm-hmm. I led the country in three-point field goal percentage. That's all I need. It's, and, it's the dark night conundrum in life. You know, it's like, yeah. do you want to, you know, die a legend or do you want to live long enough yes. to see yourself become the guy that misses free throws and yeah. everyone hates? It hits the side of the backboard on a three. Yeah, like, that's that, yeah. that becomes your highlight package. right now, right now, and Joey Lane is getting the same treatment from Ohio State fans. Where uh, he comes in, he's gunning and he's killing and he's playing well. And I know Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm, I'm friends with Came Joey. to our show in Columbus. Came Very to nice. our show in Columbus. Yes. Good guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he comes in and he's killing. But what happens is, is the fans watching this are like, "Whoa, that kid's actually good." Like, should this kid be getting minutes? And that's a good spot to be in when you're a walk-on. Is when people are talking about like, you, you why not give him like six or seven minutes a game? I, I bet he could get out there and contribute a little bit. You don't want to actually get those minutes because then they see. Eh, yeah, but you want the people talking that you could, because then that—that's basically a walk-on's life. Is you just live in hypotheticals. Like I could, if I would have been out there, I would have dunked it. If I would have, but I wasn't. So sorry, I didn't. And that's—that's uh, that's where you want to stay. So, 
that's my analysis. Stay the on the bench. Uh, keep cheering on your team. And definitely, like, he shouldn't have to do laundry, right? He shouldn't have to clean these uniforms and do uh, any no, stuff like that. of course not. Yeah. Um, let, it, let him, let him you know, yeah, live it, his life. Th- yeah, he goes back to, like, when they're on the road, does he, he does, like, manager duty. He stays back and, like, does manager. Like, how, how do the other managers feel about him? I'm sure Jay Billis is on that. Jay Jealous. Billis is the, uh, the, the manager beat reporter. He's going he's gonna to give us the, are we, are we getting to 94 feet? I'm calling a shot here. We're getting to 94 feet with Grant Kersey. Is Grant Kersey now the face of Virginia basketball? Did he just replace <laughs> Cal Guy? Go. Is he now the Cal Guy? We're getting to 94 feet with Jay Billis, with Grant Kersey, and and the, it's it's, it's going to be like, hey, man, remember when you were a manager? That's crazy, right? And then All yeah. right, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's we're it. at 94, 94 feet. feet. What, by the way, what's your favorite? who's your favorite Migos guy? <laughs> um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and finish the segment. Everyone's waiting on it. We are doing Kyle's guy. Is, is the final part of the segment. We got to take a break there. Congratulations, Torn Torn. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, SeatGeek. Getting tickets online can be far too complicated. With hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability, it's hard to know who to trust. That's why SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. By searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value, SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make sure SeatGeek is your go-to ticket source for everything from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. I actually have the SeatGeek app on my phone, Mark Titus. Thought about using it for this SMU-TCU game. Didn't have to. Didn't need to. Sorry about that. But uh, SeatGeek, uh, when saw Bronx Tale, use it for that. So that worked out. What is a Bronx Tale? It's a It's a Robert De Niro mo- play based on the movie. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw it at Pantages right up here. Uh, with a friend. Uh, you know how life is. Best of all, OSP listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code OSP today. That's promo code OSP for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. Go watch Cal State Northridge. But wait, there's more, Tate. Thanks to two years of research and development and multiple improvements in design, performance, and comfort, Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. We cannot get enough of Bombas socks on this program. I'm wearing them right now. Kyle's wearing them right now. Tate. Never got a pair. Never got a pair. But when he does, he's going to wear them. Uh, With an arch support system that provides extra support where you need it most, and a cushioned footbed that's reinforced for comfort without added bulkiness, Bombas feel like a hug around your foot. Not to mention, here it is, Tate, your favorite. Bombas Stay Up technology ensures that your socks that ensures that your socks stay in place without leaving a mark. And the super soft cotton material makes you never want to take them off. So whether you're a runner, a power walker, a power lounger, a podcaster, there's a pair of Bombas that'll add comfort to your life. Go to bombas.com slash shining and use the code SHINING. For 20% off your first order, that's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash shining. Code shining for 20% off your first order. Back to the podcast. All right, folks. Stage four of the most drawn out, complicated segment in podcasting history. Good Mm -hmm. guy, bad guy. Kyle guy. This is Q4. This is Q4. Yes. Kyle's guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went to the Pepperdine Cal State Northridge game in Malibu last night. Uh, Cal State North. So if you're that asking yourself. That was the yourself, softest sentence of all time. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Uh, so if you're asking yourself, why would you go to that game? The mm-hmm. answer is Pepperdine's head coach is Lorenzo Romar. Mm-hmm. Cal State Northridge's head coach is Mark Godfrey. The Godfather. The Godfather. On Mark Godfrey's staff is Jim Herrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three of them get a picture together. Uh, that is three fourths of the 95 UCLA coaching staff. The only person missing was Steve Lavin. I tweeted at him. I said, Coach, I said, I called him coach like four times, I think, in this week. Coach, where you at? The the, the Coach Herrick and the boys need you, coach. Where, what's going on? He didn't hit me back. But uh, Steve Lavin is the only guy missing. It was the 95 champions. Just titans of industry dueling it out with their, with their new team state. You buried Great the lead. Experience. The picture that they took together, they had a Louis Vuitton bag in the middle of them, and they all, they all had their hand on it, and they were just smiling, taking so the picture. It was funny, funny enough, uh, it was first responders night in Malibu because um, – the the fires were going on like over by Pepperdine. The guy we talked to, the the SID at mm-hmm. Pepperdine, said like the fires were basically like on campus almost, and it was it was actually like a pretty scary time. They had to evacuate the whole thing. The game got postponed, 
and they played it last night. Uh, so they did like a first responders night, which is pretty cool. And all these people are free there. Free t-shirts. Free t-shirts. A lot of firefighters yeah. there. It was very They're nice. They're honoring the firefighters and the the cops and all that stuff. But then you look around and you realize you got Lorenzo Romar on one sideline, uh, Mark Godfrey on the other. And then you look around and you see like cops everywhere. <laughs> and they're, they're sweating. They're sweating. <laughs> it's like, hold on a second. Oh, yeah. Mark Godfrey, when he <laughs> talked to Romar, visual. he said, are there yeah. FBI agents <laughs> in the building? He said, no, I think they're just firefighters. He's like, you better make sure. He's like, I get the hell out of here. <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, but Kyle came with us and we, we, we tasked him with finding the first Kyle's guy of the season. Kyle, who is your guy? Well, I think we're saying this, right? I looked it up, so I want to see. I want you to say what you think it is, and what I told you. I'm going to say what you told me it was. Yes, a lie. It was a lie. Yes, say it. So it's not Lamine Diane. It should be Lamine Diane, but it's Lamine Diane. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Very upset about that. Honestly, it rolls off the tongue a little better. I think Mm -hmm. Lamine Diane. I would have liked Lamine Diane, but it needs a little mm to it. He's from Senegal. He's from Senegal. Explain this guy. Explain what stood out about him, Kyle. As you're, he he plays for Cal State Northridge. Yeah. He was, um, he was pretty lanky. Um, immediately, I, I wanted it to be somebody else on Pepperdine because I wanted to like feel liked, and I, I forgot you weren't supposed to cheer, so I tried to keep that in check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's. I, I don't know if this is your first credential event, but this is the first one you've come with us. What's well, your one, credentials? No I, no, I got credentials at um, summer league. In summer league. Oh, that's right. Got when, you got kicked, got kicked out. out. He was he drinking out. beer right. next <laughs> to Mitch Kupchak. <laughs> so the two times, yeah. <laughs> time, Kyle. So let's recap that. The two-time Kyle has been credentialed. One was summer league. He was drinking beer next to Mitch Kupchak and got kicked out. <laughs> and all the other GMs and scouts two, in the league. Everyone's like, this, <laughs> is, is this guy getting fucked up in front of us? Number two was last night when at halftime you literally <laughs> bought a Pepperdine hat and <laughs> went back to the press row with a Pepperdine hat. I kept my CAA hat on, though. I didn't I didn't put the Pepperdine hat on. <laughs> Everyone in summer league thought he was Mitch McGarry. Everyone last night thought he was like a first responder. <laughs> Oh god! So, so you buy the Pepperdine hat and you're watching Northridge. You're watching Diane. Is that it? Di- Diane? Diane. 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 Okay. Lamani Diane sounds way better. Are you kidding me? That's probably the well, greatest it's not Lamine. Play. Now it's Lamani. 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 We'll just go with Lamont. Right? Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> this poor kid's name is gonna be Lamont Diane. So you're watching him play, and he uh, he wins you over because he he what he finished like 29 points. Yeah, or 29 something? points. We were hoping for 30, mm. and then he had three blocks. Counted all of them. I got his stats Dude. right without looking at the sheet, which was nice. So that's how you know I was paying attention. I don't know. He just seemed he just seemed like the most fun guy. It seemed like there was a lot of not fun players, and he just seemed like the the most fun guy. The also, there was, <laughs> was a lot of fun. The, the, <laughs> the funniest thing about it was Kyle had his phone out, so he was trying to get. Dude, the Kyle's so guy moment of the night. Yeah. And so, so Deanna, he was dominating early. Like he was scrolling every single possession. They were throwing in the ball. He's like dunking it down every time. Kyle's not filming any of this from the start. And then he's like, <laughs> he's my guy. I'm filming every single possession. <laughs> so if you were just in the crowd, you would like, you're like, who is this? Is this Deanna's family like sitting down there? Like, is this an NBA scout trying to get this guy? Like Mo Williams is sitting across staring at Kyle, like thinking he might be a scout. Uh, and he, every single time you filmed to try to do something, it would either, uh, screw up and miss a layup, gets whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, get fouled, and it was just it was hilarity. Hilarity ensued, of course. Yeah, this kid. Uh, we sh- I should mention this. Uh, it, he didn't just play out of his mind that night. So far in the season, he's averaging twenty five point six points, ten point nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, two point one blocks, and three point nine turnovers. But who gives a shit about that? That's that's fun. But uh, that stat line is incredible. Like yes. I, I know that I know the 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 level of competition is not good. I know or not what we're used to see. I'm not saying that he's one of the best players in the country, but holy shit, dude! 25, 11, 2, 2, and two, and one win, and one and one win, <laughs> two wins now. Uh, uh, the, yeah, you buried that's a good the pick, huh? You buried the lead for the most. The coolest thing he did all night that we had the Chick Fil A thing. So if you miss, oh, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. miss two free throws, <laughs> then everybody gets a free chicken it's, sandwich. The Ashley Judd thing. The Ashley Judd thing. This yes. is the same promotion that mm-hmm. put Ashley Judd on the outs with the Kentucky fans. Yes. Because yeah, she well, said, this is mean. And Kentucky fans were like, what? Hey, you better <laughs> shut up. Chicken. Move my chicken. Uh, yes. So he did that last night. Misses the first free throw. He's going for 30 points. We're we're on the edge of our seats. This is in garbage time. He misses the first free throw barely. 
barely falls out. And then he's sitting there, crowd's going crazy. We're Pepperdine, deciding yeah. which one we want more, 30 points or, or the Chick-fil-A. Pepperdine you're, you're 30 points. Pepperdine is like, please miss it. All I came here for was Chick-fil-A. The, the loudest they've been all night. Yeah, the 18 of us there yeah. are like, I just really need to go to Thousand Oaks to get this Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah, there's like sandwich. two minutes left in the game too, right? It's no, like, there's right like to the 10 end. seconds like, left. Really? Yeah, this is, okay. a, this is garbage time. And then he airballs. <laughs> The second free throw and busts out laughing as the Pepperdine fans go crazy. It was yeah. just like he wanted the roar of the fans, so he blew it on purpose. And, and I then thought that was cool. We realized none of us had tickets, so the Chick's fillet didn't matter yeah. because you can't show our media pass. And it's only free Chick-fil-A. Yeah. yeah. And it's only redeemable. It it's only redeemable at like the one Chick-fil-A on the other side of the world. Like somewhere anyway, in the yeah, canyon, like, somewhere. Yeah. 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 They're like, you have to drive to San Luis Obispo to get your free chicken sandwich. Um, on Tuesday. To defend, so first of all. Between the hours of three and five o'clock, Pepperdine is a sleeping giant for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said they're the right coach. They're the right. They have the pieces to unlock something and build a giant on the West Coast. We, we got excited about Lorenzo Romar going there. Uh, and then I, as we were going to this game, I realized what the problem is with Pepperdine, and it's like one: you're in Malibu, which is not that big of a town area. Whatever, it's super famous because everyone's rich. Twenty-seven miles of paradise. Yeah. But uh, there's only like what, like 13, 15,000 people that live there. There's not like a big local thing. So we call that the 1%. Yeah. The 1% lives there. Mm-hmm. The 1% of 1% live there. Uh, and so if you're going to like pack this, if you're going to pack the stands, whatever, and get a, get some, get a movement going here, you're going to have to draw people from LA basically to, to drive up. And holy shit, what a clusterfuck that is getting up. I, I, <laughs> folks, have you heard about this traffic in Los Angeles? <laughs> Uh, it took us, it, it, it was, it was a nightmare getting up there. Uh, you got, th- there's only 3000 students on campus. Uh, it's a dry campus. So basically there, there's, th- this is a bigger job to, to make this happen than I realized. Cause, cause on the service, it's like, you have this bomb ass campus on the, in Malibu on the coast. What, what, what more do you need? And now I'm starting to see that. Mm, I don't know. Meanwhile, a mere 17 miles inland. There stands a man by the name of the Godfather <laughs> who was putting a staff and team together to go after one job he truly deserves, and that is the arms race to UCLA. Mark Gottfried, my goodness, did I learn a lot about him. First off, his son Cameron Gottfried, starting shooting guard on the Starts, team. Yeah. Starting shooting guard. The only guy that's not a freshman, basically, on the team is his son. And when he's on the floor, it's the only guy he talks to. He's like, Cameron, come over here. Tell these idiots what we're going to do. Um, Cameron actually played a great game. I was really impressed with him, uh, which was a, a shocking thing for me, honestly, uh, to say that. But Jim Herrick on the sideline, who is not only like chastising players, like looking like he will <laughs> murder them when he gets enough energy to stand up. Uh, Mo Williams, his biggest move of the night was getting a hot dog at halftime. I mean, that was, true, the, yeah. that was literally the biggest decision he made all night. <laughs> he, he, he gave a couple high fives every once in a while, but that was about it. Uh, and then you look at the other side and it's like Ken Bone, Lorenzo Romar, they didn't even talk to their team the entire night. Yeah. They were just like, I thought that we were going to win this game. I don't know what to do. his voice one time, right? We were like, oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. and it was at the end of the game. He was, he was like, hey. He was like, hey, that's a big screen right there. That's a big boy. It's like, uh, Lorenzo, the game has been going on for God knows how long before you actually said something. But Mark Godfrey coached his ass off last night. He was yelling out switches. He was pointing out play calls. If someone screwed up, he was calling them out, bringing them to the bench, like, you know, doing the... You know what he did more than any of that is he grew out his beard, he Mm -hmm. didn't wear a tie, and he... uh, pulled up his pants and put his hands on his hips in a power stance. Yes. And that caught my attention more than anything because, as you said, this is a man who took the Cal State Northridge job for one reason and one reason only. To proximity, get to UCLA. Proximity to UCLA mm-hmm. to show the people, to, to ingratiate himself in Southern California, and so that way he can slide right in to the UCLA job when Steve Offer gets fired. And, and he has the staff for it. Yeah. I mean, Jim Herrick is the guy on staff to bring in. I mean, the last guy to win a title at UCLA— the the guy Dude, that I, I swear to God I think this is he's going to try to do this. No, he's going, it's a hundred percent. Both of them are trying to do it. Like Lorenzo <laughs> Omar is sitting over there with no, Ken Bone, and he's, he's like, "Look, dude. you remember what Ken Bone did for me up there when he got those recruits?" And Mark Godfrey's like. Do you know what Jim Herrick did with Charles O'Bannon <laughs> at that dinner? Remember that dinner he had? Remember when he got fired for that dinner, paying for all the food for those guys? Look, we'll do it again. It's not even a violation anymore. He's gonna get Lavin back. Lavin, Lavin's not going to do it. He was already the head coach of UCLA, and he's, he's making Lavin money, will be on Fox Sports 1 covering the game, being like, Mark Godfrey's Godfrey, staff, my goodness. That's Godfrey's plan, is we're getting the 95 band back together. Yes. And I'm going to UCLA, and I'm saying, 
Hey, you know, you notice how you haven't won a national title since 95? Well, look who's in the room, motherfucker. Here we are. Yeah. The are you, third, let's do the, this thing. The third winningest coach of all time at UCLA, yeah. Jim Herrick. And Jim Herrick's like staring at the wall in the corner. <laughs> He's like, Jim, come here. <laughs> so where are we? <laughs> We looked at their salaries too. It's amazing that Jim Herrick is—he's making like seventy thousand dollars. Making seventy grand. Uh, Mo Williams is making like one hundred twenty-five, twenty-eight, something like that. Uh, Mo Williams was Mo hilarious. Williams, Mo Williams had the look on his face of like, "What did I get myself into with this?" This mm-hmm. is—he's like, "I signed up for this to live in LA and make a little money and just like go to practice and kind of." teach guys how to shoot a basketball and like, he's, I'm not trying to go to these games. He's like, Godfrey told me Northridge was uh North of Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> North Hollywood was Cal state, North Hollywood. <laughs> that's what I was told. That's, that's what I was sold on. That's how you recruit. Remember uh, you talk about UNCW. They would tell you it was the Hollywood of the East. That's how yeah. they try to get you to come there. That's what he's doing. He's like yeah. the Hollywood of the <laughs> West, Northridge. <laughs> like in Hollywood right there. <laughs> Gottfried is in a perfect position to get this job, though. I mean, he really is set up. Like, yeah. Jim Herrick, Gottfried, Mo Williams, that is a selling point I could see UCLA buying in on because they just want to find that pastime. And as you said, he is the only living coach to have won a national title at UCLA. They're trying to tap into Jim the past. Herrick's Jim the Herrick is there. Yeah, He's perfect. It's not going to happen. Calm down. UCLA fans would like— No, like, I, l- I left last night saying if Mark Gottfried does not get hired at UCLA, it's a mistake. <laughs> It's a colossal mistake. <laughs> Not only did he wear that suit last night, it was the same suit he wore when he smacked Coach K on the ass when Dennis Smith Jr. dunked that ball. So it was like his primetime suit. And you talked about his power stance. Mark Godfrey still doesn't know he's not on ESPN. <laughs> right. Like, he thought he was on television last night. Meanwhile, there's only one guy filming the game, and that's, like, the, the guy that does tape for Pepperdine. Yeah, he's like he, got, he got hit in the face with a ball, yeah. like, five times. So God knows how that tape was. Oh, yeah, dude. That was tough to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, so Romar Pepperdine, <laughs> Pepperdine has already won five games. Though um, we should mention, we should give a little shout out to Romar that mm-hmm. he takes over a program that won nine games two years ago. They won six games last year. Um, he's already won five, so he's doing a good job. I'm, I'm interested in Pepperdine. I'm going to keep an eye on Pepperdine. Um, yeah, it was a good game. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to be there. It was a lot of fun to see just that much star power in a room without any implications at all. I mean, even like Mo Williams, I told that the, was hot, the, the, the thing, hot dog yeah. story was hilarious because he came up to the concession stands as if, you know, he was like imposing on everybody else. And he was like, can I just please get a hot dog? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, Mo Williams, first of all, you shouldn't be paying for this hot dog. Do you guys not have any concessions or any There's snacks at least five or anything? people here just to see you, Mo Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, then he went and got a Capri Sun out of the back. <laughs> he, was like, he, was like, he was like, snack time is tight. Uh, I, it was just like so strange to just see guys in that environment that have been on the biggest stage. <laughs> right. And like, I mean, he's right. been with LeBron James in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, he's been all over the world with basketball. And now he's at Pepperdine at this little gym. There's like, I mean, at most 150 people in the building and he looked into the guy kind of intimidated because he's like I don't want these people to know I don't know what the hell I'm doing uh is it cool if I could eat a hot dog real quick <laughs> and it was fine it did it while that, they were that shooting was around the, that was the weirdest thing it was like it was it, it to have all the star power in there and Ken Bone was the head the assistant at Pepperdine was the head coach of Washington State and Romar was the head coach of Washington obviously and how like all pissed- these guys it's like <laughs> and here we are playing a game in front of us basically Jim Herrick has gotten in trouble at every single job he's been at. He got fired at UCLA. They told him, you know, you could either resign tomorrow morning after the uh, the violations or you can get fired. He said, fire me, bitch. And, uh, <laughs> and they fired him. He went to Georgia, got games taken away for cheating again. Like, Cal State Northridge— son was passing out tests that said— <laughs> that was the original Carolina situation where it was like, no, no. how many points is three as a three-pointer worth in college basketball? <laughs> <laughs> Two. Uh, that's, the, that's the scandal that was lost to time. That's like, we, yeah. we should revisit that. We should do like in the off season, we should, we should do like a scandal rewind mm-hmm. bit where like one, once a week, we just like dig up a scandal that happened a long time ago that people forgot about and just go over all the details. Like the Georgia thing is hysterical, but no one remembers it. That's because when you get flood, when you flood the market with scandals, right, eventually exactly. people will forget exactly. about what happens, yeah. and that's the beautiful thing of college basketball. It was fun to be in the building last night. Or is there any other? I mean, are there any other thoughts about either one of these teams? Because I wish uh, that we could watch them play more. Yeah, I would say I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna try to go to. A, I want to go to a Cal State Northridge. You just call them Northridge. You call them CSUN. I don't really understand. I'm trying to work on the branding. I also don't Cal understand. Northridge. So is it? Is it? 
Cal is a California State University at, at Northridge. Yeah, it, okay. it's like CSU hyphen Northridge. Yeah. Um, I want to go to a game. I want to see Godfrey in his home environment. But uh, we should mention the lady screaming mm. at the free throws. <laughs> Whatever she does, yeah. It's crazy. It took us like 15 minutes to figure out which lady it was. I found myself hating the wrong person like five times. Oh, yeah. Kyle and I had agreed on one person. I'm just giving death eyes, and then it's Cal State Northridge fan. So uh, I— I Super fan. I was working—I'm working—I'm doing a power rankings column this week for Friday, um, and I'm I'm my little tag—spoiler alert, the little thing. I'd always, like, end it with a little fun— quirky little thing going on in college basketball and I'm going to do a little something on this lady and uh, because SVP did a bit like she did this at the Honda Center when they were playing down there or no they were playing at Washington State there's something like that uh, yeah, they were playing at Washington State. Washington State, yeah. And then so I I was researching this lady and I dug up a, a another clip from two years ago when Cal State Northridge was playing at the Honda Center in Anaheim and she did the same thing when they were playing Portland in some event uh, she's doing the same thing so I keep like I, I keep digging up more, and this lady did. Uh, I found something from how far? What back was it? It was like 2012 or 13 or something. I found an article where it was like the Idaho Vandals were playing Cal State Northridge, and every time Idaho shot a free throw, some lady was screaming in the background. Like this lady's been doing this for years, and it's it's a terrifying scream. Yeah. And I mean, I it's I like would a murderous have, scream. Yeah. yeah, I would have airballed a free throw if I heard that too. The funniest part yeah. to us is she had this jersey on. She had a Cal State Northridge official Under Armour jersey on, and right. it's number fourteen. So I'm like, this but, has to be someone's mother no, or that, aunt or that's something. What I'm saying. I there think is no number fourteen on the team this year, so God knows whose jersey that is. That's what I'm saying is that she has she's been there. Through coaching changes, through, like, if her son was on the team five years ago, he would have graduated by now. Like, th- this woman is just like a Cal State Northridge super fan is basically it. And this, go- this goes all the way to the top. This is this is bigger than we ever imagined. This was not a uh, a one-time thing where this chick was screaming shit at the game that we went to. This has been going on for years. So, anyway, shout out to her. Yeah, yeah, it's it is. I mean, it's close to like that. It's like a. I don't even know. I, I don't. It's like it's being like, stabbed. No, it's like she was being stabbed. Yeah. Should we all take our best? Should we all do? We just go around the room. We it's all like take, a pterodactyl or something. All, I mean, it all, really is like terrifying. I think we should all go around the room and you get one shot to do it to to recreate it. Who wants to start? I'll start. You better start. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I can't do it. Here yeah, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> that, was, that was my guess. That was my best one. <laughs> I think Titus is a cool Kyle's a good. Kyle's a good. I will that tell you fun. this. That, was, that lady that was is great podcasting right there. Definitely. Yeah, uh, she saw that. I mean, if you can see the sun, it's the sun. I mean, she saw something over there. She definitely lost her mind at some point. Uh, but she loves Northridge. And so do yeah. I. Um, <laughs> we got we, we got anything else before we go? Should we wrap up anything with that wasn't part of the... <laughs> this is a segment that is the entire podcast. That's she, the joy of good guy, bad guy, Kyle guy. Kyle's guy is that it becomes the whole podcast. Can we run through the 11 unbeaten teams remaining? Oh, are there eleven? Eleven teams unbeaten remaining. Let me try to guess them. Uh, okay, because I don't, I don't know this. In the I, order, I, I'm a trivia fan. Yes. So uh, eleven I, teams. I don't actually. Folks. Know. So obviously Gonzaga, number one team in the country. Yes. Um, uh, Kansas. Yes. Uh, Could have lost to Stanford. Yeah, Legerald Vick saved them. Yep. Legerald Vick saved their asses again. Uh, Virginia. Yes. Um, Nevada. Yes. Uh, shit, 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 shit. Arizona State, I believe, is still undefeated. Yes, Bob Hurley, back to back year, seven yeah. and zero. Uh, I believe Texas Tech is undefeated. You are correct, sir. I looked this one up. Furman's undefeated. Shout out to Furman, ranked. 25th yes. in the... Yes. S- support the troops. Yes. Um, Salute the troops. So that's seven. So we got four left. Um, yes. Buffalo's undefeated, I believe. Seven or no. Games against Syracuse Ooh, and Marquette uh, coming uh, up. Uh, I, I swear to God, those of you listening, thinking I'm... I, I, I don't have anything in front of me, Tate. I don't know this. Um, I, I'm, I'm doing pretty well, right? Uh St. John's, I know St. John's is undefeated because I saw people talking shit about their schedule. Chris Mullen. And I just remembered that undefeated. one. Undefeated. Um, so that's nine. So that's two left. Uh, 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 Michigan. I forgot about Michigan. Yes, Duh. Michigan. Three ranked that's opponents. 10. Yes. Um, I don't know who the last one is. Who did I forget? I want to talk to Samson. Oh, Houston. Duh. Yeah, Houston. yeah. Houston's undefeated. Yeah, yeah. 20 that's pretty good. straight. That was great. 20 Sorry, straight Houston. home games. Just upset Oregon on Saturday. New arena started. Yeah. They ups- they upset Oregon to start six and zero. Fourth time school history they have started six and zero. They have first not, time in twenty one years. They have not lost a game since Swaggy Pool ripped their hearts out. Think about that. Mm. Did Swaggy did like did dying at the hands of Swaggy Pool was this like a situation where you had to die then so then you could live? Mm, I don't are know. you bringing this back to Christianity? <laughs> yeah. or are you gonna start? Are you talking about Jesus again? Yes, I get it. He was a good guy of the week. 
I had a, I had a couple other things. Uh, uh, shout out to to Marcus Howard, forty five points against um, um, Kansas State. They beat mm-hmm. Kansas State. That's right. Mm-hmm. Marquette beat Kansas State. Uh, and then I wanted to shout out Iowa for, as is tradition in every Iowa season, starting out red hot, getting people excited, getting people. This isn't true of every Iowa season, but every every memorable Iowa season feels like it goes this way. Mm-hmm. Usually they wait a little longer. Well, they wait till conference season, but the yes. conference season started. Mm-hmm. So the conference season started earlier this year. So that's what that's what it was. It's just conference. They, play, yes. they win the 2K Classic. They beat Oregon. Is, is Oregon like the team? Speaking of which, you brought that up. That Oregon is the Baylor of this year. So right. you, yeah. you beat them and everyone thinks that you're better than you really are. And you look up like who Oregon's beat. And you're like, is Oregon good? But but everyone, that's like their best win. That's everyone's best win. Is and then beat Oregon. everyone watched that eight second highlight with Bull Bull. hits that turnaround <laughs> yeah. three. And they're like, I don't know. I think Oregon's pretty good, dude. Did you see that Bull Bull highlight? Uh, so uh, we're, uh, Iowa beats Oregon they beat UConn they win the 2K Classic and then they immediately have a close game against Pitt at home mm-hmm. uh, in the ACC Big Ten Challenge then they lose to Wisconsin at home to start off Big Ten play then they lose to Michigan State at Michigan State so they're now 0-2 in the Big Ten and just <laughs> sinking like a rock like the like they do. I so. think we we should have been uh, on alert as soon as that pick game came down to the race of 69. Right, yeah. It was 69-68. That was a time when we should have been worried. One note for me, a guy on this program that uh, hated us or hated me personally probably last year at some point, Mo Wagner, friend, yeah. of, friend of Kevin O'Connor, of course, we've talked about before, dropped 10 points, Ooh. two three-pointers in the first game action for the Lakers. Bench was going crazy. Everyone but your boy LeBron. Everyone else was excited for him. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was great for Mo Wagner. It was very cool to see him out there playing. And I'm like, man, this guy's an NBA player. He looks great. Congrats to KOC. Yes. Good job, KOC. You're, yes. Your best your buddy. Boy. Your best buddy did it. <laughs> your top recruit in the class uh, behind Luka Doncic uh, had a great game last night. <laughs> Unbiased. Uh, uh, before we go, I want to put out the bat signal for Dirty Laundry. Uh, we are we are going to try to do this every Friday. We're trying to get more into the structure. We're going to do good guy, bad guy, Kyle guy, Kyle's guy every Monday. It's not necessarily going to be the whole show. Uh, this time it was because we went to the game at Pepperdine. And also and Coach also, K. Just the Coach K thing. too entertaining. It's not always going to be the whole show, but we're going we're gonna to get back to that. We're going to get back to Dirty Laundry on Friday. So, so DM us your story. Uh, and we will re- we didn't do them last Friday because Big Cat talked too much. Basically, is the excuse I'm going with. Um, we're going to get back to all that. In the meantime, we are about to get on a plane. We are going to America's next great college basketball rivalry, SMU at TCU, or no other way around, TCU at SMU. Yes. Do you have any thoughts on that before we go? It's time to detail and boogie. I can't wait to get there. We don't have to go to Fort Worth. We can stay in Dallas. We're mm-hmm. going to be uh, apparently we're going to be sitting behind the SMU bench. So, uh, it, oh really? It, yeah, we're going to be. I'm going to be janked up. That's for wait, sure. That that. Oh, shit, I can't do my T-shirt gimmick then, can I? Uh, that's bad form. Why? Because your heart would be divided behind well, the bench? No, my, my I was going to – I thought that that would be a funny bit if I – whoever has the lead, I put on like a TCU shirt if TCU's in the lead, and then mm-hmm. when the lead switches, I put on an SMU, and I'm just – Who I, says you can't? Who says no? Well, I mean, if you're getting – I mean, I'm not trying to Kyle this situation where you're getting credentials or you're getting passes from SMU, and then at a certain point, I'm wearing a TCU Listen, shirt. You can only Kyle if you don't know better, so don't fucking throw me <laughs> yeah, into this. I know. Yes. It's true. True, <laughs> Kyle. Ignorance is bliss. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Until you're booted out. Uh, uh, that game is on. If you want to fu- – we're going to be talking about that a lot. If you're wondering, like, why are you talking about this a lot? Neither team's rang. Nobody cares. That's kind of the point. Welcome to the show. That's the bit is that we're trying to make this into the massive fucking rivalry, and we need your help to do that. So we, we encourage everybody to get into it on Wednesday night at 10 Eastern on ESPNU is the game. If you want to watch it, we're going to be talking a lot about it, a lot about our experience in Dallas. And, and I'm just going to support a personal friend. This yeah. has nothing to do with it. I this have been my bought. Thing. Yeah, my allegiance has been bought. I will be wearing an SMU shirt. I will be cheering for SMU. I will be talking shit to Jamie Dixon. And then I will leave the game and be objective again. But in the okay. building, I can't, the building. Okay. I can't speak for what I will do in the building. We'll be breaking all that down. Uh, in the meantime, send us your dirty laundry stuff, and we will see you next time. Clean that laundry, Virginia kid.